0: We worship at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue Overland, Missouri, 63114. The times of worship are 8.30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You may also join us on Facebook at the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship page, or the Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page. All are welcome and we look forward to teaching you the truth about God, teaching you to be committed, accountable, and responsible to the things of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope what you're about to hear will encourage you and bless you, leaving you with the joy of the Lord in your heart.
1: Continue to stay tuned for today's awesome encouraging words from Pastor Dr. James
0: Sutton. We always want you to stay encouraged, blessed and full of love.
1: Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Walk in Truth, Christian Fellowship Church. Where our motto is, we're not in it for the income, we're in it for the outcome. Yeah. Praise God this morning. Amen. Amen. It's such a pleasure and honor to be in the Household of Faith this morning. I look out and see all the beautiful faces Uh, In the body of walking truth, and it does my heart well. And I just want to say hello to everyone out there as we do this live broadcast. uh, We want to give... Honor to the under shepherd of this house, which is Dr. James Sutton. Amen. And I always give honor to his beautiful wife, and we call her our first lady, which is Stacy Sutton. And she's Amen. such a wonderful woman wonder of God, a humble, Amen. an example of humility and strength. Amen. 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 And so we're going to open up the service this morning. The Lord is in his holy temple, that all the earth keeps silent before him. Let, Let the, the words of my mouth and, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my, my strength and my, and my redeemer. Amen, amen, amen. 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 And so amen. I'm going to open up with um, a scripture this morning that it was laid on my heart. And usually I don't read scripture, so I know it was appropriate for one this morning. And it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to start at the 6th verse. And it reads, though if I should wish to both, hmm. I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, amen. 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 And I thought about that and you know, we use these scriptures, his grace is sufficient and it is in all areas of our life. And when I was thinking about the thorn in the side, uh, you know, I was saying to myself, yeah, Lord, you know, you." a lot of us have a thorn in the side, a sickness, or a, I don't know, just what you, you feel in that blank, the thorn in the side. But we read here from the scripture that God sent that to keep this man humble. Mm-hmm. Keep him humble. And doesn't that keep us humble? Yeah. Yeah, yeah God wants a humble servant. He wants us to remain humble. It doesn't matter about the elevation that we are given. It doesn't matter about the blessings that we are given. God says you are no better than anybody else. It's through me that these things are made so. So don't start thinking that, you know, you it's something that you've done. It's through the grace of God. And that grace can have given you You know, uh, an ability to attain great knowledge, an ability to attain great wealth, just an ability to be outgoing. Whatever the blessings and abilities and gifts that God has given you, be humble. Amen. 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 And then if he does send that thorn in your side, just know that he is still with you. It does not mean that God has left you because of a situation, a circumstance that has come upon you, that has brought you down. He said he will never leave us or forsake us. And Paul, he said he uh, he learned to live abased, that's with having much, and he learned to, well abased, having little, or he learned to live abound, having much. But in any situation and circumstance, God is with you. Do not judge your grace and uh, the mercy of God in your life by things or what you have. Because that is not a measuring stick of having God in your life. Because think about it. When he came back, when Jesus walked the earth, he wasn't living in a castle. He lived a humble life. He lived amongst the people. He stayed lowly. And he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he could have had angels and folks to, ministering to him the whole while. But he didn't. He ministered to others. Mm-hmm. And he was blessed. So you think about that. Even in your mm-hmm. lowly state, God has all will always provide yes. your needs. Amen, amen. 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 So we're going to continue to move on in the service. <clears throat> And we're going to start out, and not start out, we're going to continue on in prayer. Amen. Lord, Father God, we just humbly come before you this morning, thanking you, Jesus. Thanking you for touching us this morning and waking us up, Lord God. Thanking you that when we opened our eyes, Lord God, that I was able to focus in and see, Lord Father God. Yes. When I kicked that left leg out the bed, Lord God, I hit the floor. Yes. I was able to stand and walk, oh Father God. Oh, yes. oh Lord Father yes. God, we thank you for those blessings that yes. those things that we do every day and take for granted that some cannot do, oh Father yes. God. Oh Lord God, I just asked your people on today to take a look. In their lives, at the blessings that yes. you have provided for them, oh, Father God, for me, for all of us, oh, Father God, that we take for granted. Yes. Oh, Lord, Father God, we just pray today for the sick and the shut-in you know, oh, Father God. We pray for those that don't have all those abilities right now, Lord Father God. But we send your angels to, to minister to them, Lord Father God, to remind them, Lord Father God, that you will never leave us or forsake us, oh Father God, that there is work for them to do, even if they lay flat on their back, oh Father God. They can be a light, oh Father God, because your light lives in them, oh Father God. Let them just reach out, oh Father God, to you to provide their needs, their comfort, their peace, their joy, oh, Father God. Lord, Father God, right now, we pray for those who are incarcerated, oh, Father God. We ask that you send a word to them in those places, oh, Father God, to lift them up above their situation and circumstances, oh, Father God, because sometimes you have to shut us down so you can talk to us, oh, Father God. We ask that they receive whatever it is, oh, Father God, that you have for them, the words that you have for them, the correction that you have for them. Let them receive and when they are released let them go out and walk for you, talk for you live for you oh Father God oh Jesus we are just so grateful and thankful for all that you have provided for us on this Mm -hmm. day oh Father God, in this year oh Father God and we are just praying for our cities oh Father God as this uh, weather begins to get warm oh Father God we just ask that you cover your people oh Father God oh Lord take all this Craziness out of these youths, oh Father God, and the old folks, oh Father God. Oh Lord, just cancel out all the assignments that the enemy has put out here in this world, oh Father God. Help us to to help somebody to put lay that gun down, lay that sword down, and pick up a Bible, oh Father God. And minister to them, oh Father God. Help us, Jesus, in this city, Lord Father God, where it's so much. Oh, just so much going on, oh, Lord. But you know. And if we read our Bible, we know it's going to be so. Yes. But Lord, Father God, let us just continue to hold fast to the faith, oh, Father God. Yes. Hold fast to the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And so. <sighs> amen. amen. <laughs> so now. With no further delay, we're going to have a song rendered. No, we're going to have exhortation. Exhortation first. (laughs) And so that will be given by my husband, Deacon Marvin Richardson. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Hello church, hello hello to everybody out there listening. It's a pleasure to be with y'all. But first, I want y'all to understand what we're going through, what this life is all about, is a life exam, a life examination. You have to understand that everything that you do will be judged by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When you get out here and you have to understand what patience is, that'll be part of your, first of all, love is the first that you have to work on. Without love, you can't complete your exam. You have to understand patience. You have to understand obedience you have to understand what caring is the sharing is for one another you have to go out here and say hey do you need this, hey do you need that you just can't sit there and say I got these gifts, well give them, show them you have to know what you're out here to do we're out here to praise God That's that's our mission on earth is to praise him and give him all the glory the main thing is to understand who Jesus Christ is, your Lord and Savior what you have to do is just go out here and give him all the glory no matter what you're going through these are life examinations that we have to go through. Your walk, you have to line up with your walk with what you speak. You can't go out here and say, we this, we this, but you can't show it. You have to show love to those you don't even know. It's part of your walk and your examination. You have to go out here and understand they are caring for one another, even those who don't even know you. Even those who are out there in the hospitals and houses, like my wife said, that is part of your life examination your life is based on how you want going to get to heaven. So you better make sure your life exam is going in the right direction and not backwards. If you go backwards, you're failing. Going forward, you're graded. You're graded by the life thing that you do for one another and for Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen! Amen! Amen. Amen. Alright! Amen! Amen! Good word, good word.
1: Good word. Yeah. Amen! Only what you do for Christ will last. Amen. 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 Uh, now we're going to have a song by our beautiful songbird.
3: <laughs> Amen. Freedom. Amen. That's our beautiful songbird. <laughs> Same you. For-
4: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If if you don't know, I pull from my Lutheran background. So I'm coming coming with another one of those. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. of Jesus going on before Christ the Royal Master leads against the foe Watching to It's quick. We are not.
1: That's what we're doing. It's a battle out here, Saints. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to delay the meat of the matter any further. I am honored and privileged to bring to you uh, the under shepherd of this house, the angel of this house, Dr. James Say. Amen.
4: Let's give the Lord a hand a clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Feels like I haven't been up here in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, we even had some good word to come from uh, this fool I want to thank everyone for listening around the world and those who are considering the fact that Jesus Christ is a Savior. And He saves those who are lost, not those who are perfect. Mm. And I like to thank God for saving me.
1: Amen. Because yes.
3: without His salvation, I wouldn't be anywhere.
1: Amen.
3: I'd be somewhere, but I'd be in my road to nowhere. Mm. Amen. Amen. So I just want to thank God today. Let's let's just go ahead and get started because I'm excited about today's message so let's open up our Bible introducing our reader today, Deacon Marvin. Amen. 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 And uh, I'm going to help him along and he's going to help me along but we're going to hope to get through this message uh, as quick as possible but you know the the message title is how will you come? Hmm. How will you come? How did you come? For those of us who have come to Jesus, it's always good to look back on how we came. Yes, mm-hmm. Because sometimes we get so caught up in our positions, we just forget that, that there was a day that we came. Mm. That the scales fell from our eyes and that the things that we used to believe and was important, he says, old things have passed away and all things have become new.
1: Amen.
3: So do you remember the day you came? Hmm. Are you so far removed from it and the things of life have, have have drowned out the joy you had when you come? So this sermon is in context of, of something that happened and how we're gonna come. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 18. And I'll start off deep at verse 15. Come here, Ferris. Come here. I don't know if the camera's gonna be able to see you, but but, but this is little Ferris. Now think about this. I want y'all to imagine it. Now they were bringing even the infants to him, that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they rebuked these children. Mm. They rebuked the children. Jesus is too important for the children.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You need an appointment.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know. You need. You need an appointment. Then. And then it says, but Jesus called him called to him, and I'm going to add them a little bit. Jesus called him over and said, come here, come here, come here, come here. He said, he called them and he said, what? Let the children come to me. And they, let them come to me, and do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, Now you gotta pay attention like a child, how you come, shall not enter in it. Mm. Amen. 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 Go ahead, verify scenario. (laughs) But you would think that 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 I'll start preaching on that. But in context, we have to go to the next story. In light of this story, we've learned how we need to come. Uh Like a little child. With nothing, having nothing, Mm. claiming nothing,
1: Mm. wanting
3: God to touch us.
1: Yeah.
3: And to bless us, we want to be blessed by God, so we have to come with nothing. But God has a a way, a funny sense of humor to prove His point.
2: Deacon Marvin, mm-hmm. start reading in verse eighteen. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, "Good Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus said unto him, "Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one." that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these I have kept from my youth up. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, yet lacketh thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God?
3: Thank you right there. Hold it right there. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, on the backdrop of the children come, here comes this. Some stories say rich young ruler, mm-hmm. but ruler another less rather rich or young, old or or or, or youthful. He comes to Jesus. Now, isn't it interesting? Did you catch this? You stop the children from coming,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but the one who has position got through. Okay. Okay. So many times in our churches, we let the one who has position come through. Mm. And see, Jesus is looking at this like, you just stopped my children.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: But you let him get to me. Mm. And it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and I'm reading a version out of Luke. And he greets him right off the top with a compliment. How many times in church have I been greeted with this compliment? Mm with the flattery. The Bible warns us about people who flatter you all the time uh-huh. because they got something behind their back that they are about to do mm-hmm. that you least expect them to do but it's okay, you're going to come to Jesus and say good teacher mm-hmm. good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God so he first came with a compliment mm-hmm. but then comes the correction mm-hmm. Jesus said you call me good but you didn't dress me as God. He didn't really know him as God. He knew him as a good rabbi or maybe a prophet. But he says, You call me good? And he tells him in the correction, the compliment, the correction, there is none good but God. Mm-hmm. And you would think that he would know this because that statement is in the Psalms. That statement is in, in Romans chapter 8, chapter 3, verse 10. There is none good, no, not one. There is none that seeketh after God. There is none righteous. We are all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God. So when we come to God, we can't come to God and just compliment him because he really knows what's in our hearts. This young ruler started off on the wrong path with the wrong compliment. (laughs) And Jesus had to correct him to get him to think what you're about to say next. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And because he was in the position where he could now speak to Jesus, he wonders, okay, okay, you've corrected me, but I got a question. What can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And then he began to talk to him. And you can imagine his disciples saying, Hey, look, I know if we got in, he can get in because he got money, he got fame, he got prestige. We let him through. See, we were trying to get the kids to stand back and we knew he was coming. He was a friend of all. Of And he got it going on. And we want him to be part of what we're doing. So we told him what to say. But oops, he got corrected. Then he asked the question, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus made a statement and a question. He said, do you know the commandments? He said, yeah, I know the commandments. He say, "Oh, that's easy. I'm confident that I know what I'm about to say. That was easy question, Jesus. That was easy. I haven't murdered. I haven't stole. I haven't committed adultery. I, have, I, I, I haven't I haven't done none of that stuff. I haven't done that stuff. I've I, I even, you know, showed up at church on time."
4: Mm-hmm. I've
3: come to Bible study. I, I'm a good Jew. I I I go to Sabbath and I and I and I, and I, and I rest on Sabbath day and I don't let leaven in my house on Sabbath day. I've been doing these things since I was young. I was convinced and confident that I had capitulated to the, the, the law of God. Mm-hmm. And some of you are the same way.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: You're confident in what you think you know, you know.
4: <laughs>
3: and you want to come to God with what you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's a natural human reaction. I don't want to make it seem as if that's like crazy because we all do that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When we learn something, we want to use it. Mm-hmm. So we want to come to God and show how much we've learned.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So he comes with his confidence, he comes copy. I've done all these things since my youth. You have? But Jesus has a way because we're so confident he pulls out what's really the issue. The issue is never what we know is what we covet.
4: Mm.
3: Because it's in what we covet Mm. that we'll find our true self. It's in what we put before God Mm -hmm. that we'll see how much we walk with God. See, all of us have coveted things, and if you think you don't, let me come to your house and smash a couple of things.
1: <laughs>
3: but you tell you would tell me. So he told him how much he had, he had, had a command of the commandments. He was confident that he would get through. The disciples was confident behind him being a rich young ruler and quoting the commandments to him. But did you notice he never quoted the commandments that pertain to God. Mm -hmm. He quoted the commandments that are relationship to man. Mm -hmm. But what about love your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: What about there should be no other God but me? See, sometimes you want to concentrate on the flesh and not concentrate on the spirit. Mm -hmm. And when we covet, we remove ourselves From the the, the communion with God, and we cease to understand that God is trying to give us an opportunity to see where we really stand with Him. In the Garden of Eden, it's the same thing every time the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. He had prestige, he had position, he had piety. But he still had a
1: problem.
3: His problem was his pride, because our pride gets us to count on things that we should not come before God. When it's okay to use pride between me and you, but when we come to God, God said, you got to come like a little child. You come with nothing because you have nothing you can offer me. Come on, come on. And what gets in your way and what gets in my way is the pride of learning the Word of God. That we don't transfer that head knowledge into a heart knowledge that we may establish a relationship with God, understanding that we know a lot, but with that knowing, we come with nothing. Because the Bible says we're saved by grace. Grace is so great that it covers a multitude of sins, and it covers wherever sin is. But you can't grasp that. You can't truly understand the magnitude to which you in relationship with God. This young man came as he knew to come. So many of y'all come as you know to come. But there's a greater relationship that you have with God. You have to decide that you want to commit to communing with God. Just look at what it says. Go, go back to uh, 18.
2: Go back to 19. Go to read 19. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one. That is God. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and mother.
3: So he was honoring their father and mother and he bragged on it. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this since I was a kid, I'm in.
1: But but just like him, we all have one thing.
3: We don't want God to see what we Mm cover, But Jesus being God knew where his heart was. Mm -hmm. The Bible says out of the heart the mouth speaks lies. Mm -hmm. The Bible says wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Mm -hmm. So what God had to uncover to him was where his treasure really was. Mm -hmm. His treasure wasn't in in the law. His treasure was in his wealth. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't imagine that God wouldn't think of to ask him to sell everything and follow him. But when you covet at the level that the things and the blessings of God are more important than God himself, you lose the relationship and you conceal the communion that you can have. You are hiding from God because you're worshiping another. Mm -hmm. You're committing what we may call spiritual fornication. You are more in love with the gift than you are the God that gave you the gift.
1: Mm
3: Your prestige just went to your head. You thought that you got in because you got a title. But with God, you have to come as a little child. You got to come looking at God with awesomeness and with with love and with caring. But you're committed to your your idols. You're so committed to to the things that, 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 that are perishing. He wanted eternal life. But he wanted to take his temple things with him into eternal life. Mm-hmm. He wanted to take what he coveted, his money, his jewelry, his houses. He said, well, God, you can use that. But see, the problem with God is it's all his anyway.
1: <laughs>
3: when does it look like you giving it back to God? Mm-hmm. See, there was, a, there was a king one time mm-hmm. that was supposed to kill everything. But he kept some of the things. His name King Saul. He kept some of the things back. And when the, the prophet came, he said, I, didn't God tell you to kill everything? And what he said was, well, you know what I did? I kept the best for God. Mm-hmm. As if God needed that. Like he was doing God a favor. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what it exposed was what he coveted. Yeah. So many times, saints of God, what you do is have a will. And you want God to bless your will, not the will of God in your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Nah. I want to do this, and I'm going to pray to God that He going to bless me in it. Mm-hmm. Well, why I do this? Ask God for his will in what you do, and you sit back and figure it out that way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Asking God to bless your mess. Mm-hmm. Because you covet your mess so much mm-hmm. that what you want God to do is come along with your program.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: But when Saul did this, the prophet said, hey, you done. Your kingdom is done. You could have had. You could have been king forever. But you're done because you would not obey. And that's where the saying comes from. He'd rather have obedience. Rather than sacrifice.
1: Yes. Yes. All he
3: had to do was obey. He was that close. But he was a hundred miles too far. He looked. And he thought about it. And a lot of times. What I like is, is that sometimes we're on a path and we're simply going the wrong way. Yeah. And we all been on that path. Yeah. And I'm not talking about pre-salvation. I'm talking about post-salvation. Yeah. Sometimes you get so caught up in your religion that you're on the wrong path. All you're right. on a worse path now than you were then. Wow. Wow. you on 55 South trying to get to Chicago. <laughs> Not knowing you're gonna end up in New Orleans, not on Lake Shore Drive. But you're on 55. Yeah. Come
1: on.
3: But you're going in the wrong
1: direction. Come on.
3: And religion instead of relationship. Confidence in your in your piety, confidence in your position, confidence in your personhood is a problem with God. Because that conceals you, that hides you from God. Like in the garden. What they coveted was something that God prohibited from them. And isn't it funny? We always covet what God says. Don't, don't touch, don't take." We always want what we can't have. And once we get what we can't have, we can't keep it. Because covetousness has a way of eating out the dignity of the God that's in you because you replaced the God that loved you and died for you and what you did was you you, you substituted him with an idol that's why you do stupid stuff like paint red on your door (laughs) throw salt over your shoulder substituting what God said for the Israelites the whole ritual for just the part you want to do See, this rich young ruler just bought the part he wanted to do. But God has a way of stripping away all that you say going to get to what he wants. So God said to him, look, go sell everything. Sell it. Give it to the poor. And follow me. He cut him to the quick with that one. Imagine if God looked at you and said, I tell you what, whatever you coveted to." give it away and follow me. And I know all of y'all are here be like, I'll do it. No, you
2: won't. <laughs> right. 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 Nobody
3: in this congregation love God like that. We're learning to love him like that. Yeah. We have to be taught to live him like that. Yeah. The Bible says we must learn to do good, doesn't it? it says the goodness of God should lead us to repentance so these are things that are not natural to us these are supernatural things and I'm dealing with your spirit and I'm trying to talk to your spirit man trying to strengthen your spirit man because the Bible says that these gifts were given to the church like pastors and teachers and apostles for the edification and the building up of the saints it's time for you to be built up in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what he really wants yeah. Yeah. Yes. amen. he wants you to love him just like the little children yeah. mm. But he hit him right where it hurts. In one of the versions, it says one of the things, uh, the commandments was, love your neighbor as yourself. That's one of the other gospels. It said that one. That was the only thing that was different. Love your neighbor as yourself is one of the commandments. He said, I've done all these things. Even with loving your neighbor as yourself, you still covet. See, you can be relatively good, and that's what I'm going to tell you. Some of you have relative goodness in your bones. Mm But relative good people Are the hardest people to get saved Because what they do is look at everybody else They look over at your bed And you look at their bed You say my bed ain't messy like their bed So God you must accept me That's what he was saying Look at my bed it's all neat Four corners it's straight look at the sheets Look at the pillow it's perfect for you God And guess what this is what I've done But see Nancy's bed over here is messed up.
1: Right. right.
3: right. Hakim, your bed is messed up. And say, I'm better than you. See what I bring to God? You can't bring what I bring to God. But see, there's a problem with that because what you think you bring to God, God rather really give it to them. What you think you earn, God gonna give it to them because they don't earn it.
1: Amen. Amen.
3: Y'all missed that. You think you earned and you don't get it. They know they didn't get it. They haven't earned it and they get it. You know why? Because they come to God like a child. I have nothing. My bed messed up. My pillows are raggedy. My sheets are are spotted. I I come messed up but God you know what I need you now. I don't come as a pastor. I don't come as a minister. I come as one who needs God.
4: When I got saved, so how
3: did I come? I came on my knees. Uh I remember the day I came. I came crying and said, I have nothing to offer you. Even my wealth is no good before you, Lord, because you are holy. I remember how I came. So the question is, do you remember how you came? Hmm. And what the verses that said Jesus loved him. And then he went away sorrowful. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of interesting. Jesus loved him. And we know love is an action. Check this out. This is what you call contextual preaching. Right down the middle.
1: Jesus, I love him. And now
3: my question is: well, Jesus, how did you love him? You didn't let him in. want y'all to really catch this. Jesus knew that even with all the mistakes and the piety that he had, he was the kind of person that he was going to die for.
4: Mm.
3: Mm. Jesus didn't tell him he couldn't come. Jesus just told him, I'm sad that you wouldn't come. And Jesus understood the love that he had for him. Maybe one day when he knows that he died for his sin. Mm-hmm. He died to get him out of the covetousness. Mm-hmm. And the blinders fall off. And what he thought he saw, he was blind to. Mm-hmm. And it he was blind to was the love of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: The Bible tells us we should covet. Like little children. Can you imagine? Close your eyes. All the children come to Jesus to be blessed. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like I said, here come this guy and the disciples try to run the children away. And just when they Jesus finished rebuking them, here come this guy that was planned to come have an appointment through the disciples. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Here he come. Good father, good master, what must I do? You
1: know? Yeah.
3: Some of you run to the altar like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: But you don't understand the plan of grace.
1: Come on, right?
3: Because grace allows you to come with every problem you got. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, 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 I am disappointed when people come don't come to church because they think they gotta get ready.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, see, he was
3: getting ready.
2: Right, yeah. mm-hmm.
3: but his getting ready got him kicked out.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Little children come unready, snotty nose, dirty diapers, <laughs> and Jesus blessing them. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we preach. That's the gospel. right? Mm-hmm. The gospel is Jesus died for sinners. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes,
3: Lord. The gospel is Jesus Christ and He He'll crucified for our sin that no one can come to the Father unless it's through him. And what he's trying to tell the rich unruly is there's a better way to come, but you got to relinquish what you covet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run right quick, everybody. I think it's first Corinthians. Go to uh, chapter 12. Go to chapter 12. I want y'all to see this. Go all the way down to the last verse. 12 and 31. Depending on what verse you in, I'm going to read my version right quick. When you get it, say amen. 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 But earnestly covered. Earnestly covet the higher gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, so you think tw- that ends, tw- but go over to 13 and 1. So he's, about, he's telling you, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. What's the more excellent way in 13 and 1, I speak. An 13
2: and 1. Okay. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a thinking Mm symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all my mysteries and all knowledge, and I thought I have all the faith so that I could remove mountains, and I have not charity. I have. I am nothing. And some of your body said love. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And though I bestow all my goods to, feel, to feed the poor, and though I give my body to, my burned, to be burned and have not charity, it profit me nothing. If you don't have love, it still profit you nothing. Go ahead. Charity suffered long. Love suffers long. And if kind, charity even if not. Charity... Fountains, not itself, is not puffed up. Love is not puffed up. Love never carries itself. But if you notice
3: what he says and he said, I'm gonna show you a more excellent way, but first of all, I got to knock down your religion. Come
1: mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm.
3: You got faith? Yeah. You can't come with that. Without love. You got you got you got everything you need. You can talk in tongues, but if you aren't in love, you can't come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see the key to this thing is the more excellent thing that we should cover is the gifts that are in love. Well, what are they, Pastor? The fruit of the spirit. Come on. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, self control. You can master those without even having to come to God with your religiosity. Come on. A child comes with love, joy, peace, long suffering, self control. See a child? You see when she stand up here, she didn't say a word. But see, if I had you standing here, you'd be yappy-yappy. I got to tell you how much God is and do this, that, and the other. I got to tell you how much I love God. And we get up here and pontificate. Oh, God. And and all this. But see, when have you forgotten how you came? Sometimes you just have to come. All that yakety-yak. All that Christianese language. And you still don't love nobody.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've been
3: given a title. You've been given a title. You've been given uh, accolades. Everybody listened to you all over the world. But it boils down to how did I come? I came with love. I'm going to be sustained by love. And I'm going to continue to love.
2: Come Amen. on. Amen.
3: The rich young ruler coveted the wrong gift. Mm-hmm. You don't have to cover the wrong gift. All you have to do is cover the good gift. Come
1: mm-hmm.
3: on. And you get that through, through love. By grace, you are saved. Mm -hmm. Through faith. Faith in what? Mm -hmm. How he loved us. Mm -hmm. Well, Pastor, are you saying we should study the Bible? No, because it says study to show yourself to prove. You got got to put it all in context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you don't get no pass by being ignorant of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Because the Word of God said, teaches you that he chose you. He loved you enough, he chose you. While you were still dead in your sins and trespasses, he loved you enough to die for you. He commended his son to love and to die even for the religious folk. Mm-hmm. Even for the pious folk. So in church, when you run into that rich young ruler, mm-hmm. that one that has the title, the prestige and everything that we could possibly want to look like a pastor and look like a teacher, mm-hmm. just remember, ask them, when did they come? And how did they come? If they don't ask to you with a little child, then you can teach them something.
4: Mm.
3: When is not a date. How is not a ceremony. When is an attitude. How is the humility. Mm. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. Mm-hmm. I thank you for your people. Yes. Continue to bless mm-hmm. us and show us through your word come like a little child. Yes. Every time we open this word, we open it with wonder and amazement that you loved us so much. Yes. And Lord, you told us that we should desire,
4: covet, the good
3: gifts, yes. Yes. but they're only administered and understood through love. So Lord, bless us today. Bless those who are listening around the world. Bless those who will listen. But ask yourself the question, How did you come? And when did you come?
0: In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We like to thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth broadcast. Our worship service is held every Tuesday and Sunday at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building. Tuesday Bible Study at 7 p.m. and Sunday Worship at 8.30 a.m. All are welcome. If you would like to donate to this ministry please look in the description box and donate on your favorite platform of choice. Continue to listen to us on our Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page and on our Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Facebook page. Please subscribe to either platform to be notified when we are broadcasting. We again want to thank you for your prayers and your continuous support. May God bless you. Keep you and always remember, walk in the truth of the Lord Jesus and be at peace.